a brilliant song to start with and we are going to be thinking about worshipping God alone and worshipping him with everything and our theme really of loving God and loving him with all that we have in 2022 is based in our Bible reading today which is from Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 to 9 and we're going to have that read for us now by the Pitkins family. Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down. And when you wake up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. What a brilliant reading. Really, really great reading. In fact, we're going to be focusing on that reading with some charges and challenges that that passage brings to us. And we need to pay really close attention to it. So much so, and because it was so good, that we're going to watch it one more time. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. Enjoy that one more time. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. Here. O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul. And with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. And when you walk along the road. When you lie down. And when you wake up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. And bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses. And on your gates. What a great video. Thank you to the Pitkins for bringing that verse to life for us. You know, there's different ways uh, that we can get to grips with the Bible and different ways, Andy, that help us to remember God's word. And this verse is no exception. Today, we can sing it. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. Deuteronomy 6, 5. Do you get that at home? Let's join in. Let's sing it out. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. Deuteronomy 6, 5. Get those fingers clipping. Clip it clicking even under. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. Deuteronomy 6, 5. One more time, we'll clap our hands this time. Here we go. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. 
Deuteronomy 6.5. Great awesome. job. Awesome stuff. Hope you got a hold of that at home. Maybe we'll come back to that later on. And Let's see do if that. that helps us remember the verse. So we're going to be thinking about these words that have been read to us that we've sung together. And as we do so, I want to bring four different challenges, charges, if you like, for us at the start of this year from this passage. And there's a little action for each one for you to join in with and be able to remember them. And the first one is about living and worshipping God alone. This was a call to have one God and to worship him alone, one finger, to worship him alone. These words were given to Moses and delivered to God's people after they had been traveling through the desert for many years. Remember, God had rescued them from being slaves in Egypt and led them to the promised land. These words come just after the Ten Commandments, and in many ways, they reinforce the first commandment to have no other gods before me. Now, there's some debate about whether this verse means the Lord alone is God or that the Lord is God and he is one. This command was a command given as part of the relationship or friendship with God that was being laid out here. So although we can agree with the idea that God is one, because the Bible makes that really clear elsewhere, it's probably focusing on the Lord alone being Israel's God. This was a call to worship him alone. Now that was easier said than done for the Israelites and it's easier said than done for us as well. That's because there's so many other things that can become so important to us that they can even have our, our worship, our focus, our devotion. In fact, talking of important things, why, why are you wearing a sack again now Calvin I thought we spoke about this oh well I'm just a bit lost without it Andy you know it's my special my special bag got to keep it with me really helps me to keep it with me at all times yeah I can really rely on it um, I'm not so I'm not convinced but anyway let, let's play a little game shall we about things that are important to us I'd love you to join in with us as well we're going to give you uh, two options and you have to choose which one is most important to you uh, if you think number one for each option then just give us a little one finger and if you think option two you might want to have a little discussion if you're watching this with others as well what have we got first calvin well the first thing is food i know it's close to your heart isn't very it, close to my heart enjoyed it particularly this time of year number one is a vote for lunch number two a vote for dinner so what's so. more important to you lunch or dinner i'm gonna go for dinner me too i could just about cope without lunch but no dinner i'd probably be pretty grumpy in the evening i'm with you on that one andy with you on that one okay um next one um what's more important to you clothes or money clothes or money uh clothes for number one money for number two now apparently it's really important that we wear clothes um, so I'm, I'm going to go for number one. What are you going for, well, Calvin? Well, I'm thinking number two, you can buy clothes and still have some money left over. So I might go for two. Okay. I've gone for clothes. What about, this is one for you, especially Andy, a cup of tea or a cappuccino, as we say in our house, or a glass of squash. Cup of tea or glass of squash. Number one for cup of tea. You might even number be two. having one now. I'm definitely going for squash. What are you going for? All day long, the cappuccino. Okay, uh, next one. Uh, maybe you've been enjoying both of these in kind of the Christmas holiday season, but what's more important to you? Is it daily exercise or daily TV? 
But what's more important, daily exercise or daily TV? What are you going for, Calvin? I'll probably go for daily exercise. Whether that ends up being the one I do most, that <laughs> is a different question. <laughs> but number one. I'm going to join you with that. Yeah. Love a bit of daily exercise. And that final one for you to think about, what's more important out of these two for you? Is it time on your own or time with others? What's more important to you, time on your own or time with others? Number two. I, th I think I'm going with number two. Especially if it's, if it's with my bro Andy. Okay. Number two. <laughs> number two. <coughs> so we're going to think about things that are important to us. This was a call, this passage we read was a call to have one God and to worship him alone. But this was also a call to love the Lord with everything we are and have. With all your heart, all your soul and all your strength. The love of verse 5 that God's people were called to is something that expresses itself in action. It's an attitude that we should all look to grow in. There are different ways of thinking of heart, soul and strength. And I'm not going to unpack that now, but what's clear is it's all-encompassing language. It's the totality of one's thoughts and feelings, intentions and desires. Basically, all of you. To love him with everything we have, not half-hearted. If you have something important in your hand you don't want to let go of, you don't want to let go of it. And in some senses, you can't fully engage in other activities. Say, for example, you've got a money box that you're carrying around. You don't want to let go of it because it's important to you. Well, if you are going to carry it around the whole time, then it stops you from doing things. If I want to have it in my hands, then I probably can't eat my dinner quite so well, or I can't drive a car quite so well. I wouldn't be quite as good at running if I was carrying it around. And in a similar way, if we hold on to things that are too important to us, that we hold even more important than the Lord alone, then we can't respond to God's call to worship him alone and to love him with everything. This call to love God and to worship him alone and to give him our everything is one that's still there for believers in Jesus today. We're going to watch a little story of someone who Jesus called to give him everything, to trust him with everything. We'll watch that now. The man in this story, we sometimes call him the rich young ruler. He saw the wonder of Jesus, like the Israelites had seen the wonder of God and all that he'd done for them by rescuing them. But this man, he wasn't willing to put him first and to worship him alone. There were other things that were more important to him, his physical stuff. Now, let's be clear, this isn't saying that we can earn our way to God. We've just thought at Christmas how God makes his way to us, haven't we? How knowing God is a gift of grace made possible by sending Jesus down to earth. The words we read in Deuteronomy are given after God had rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. Having shown his love and commitment to his people, he asked for their commitment and love for him. God asks the same of his people today, to love him with everything. The Lord alone is God and he asks for everything. The Lord alone is God and he asks for everything. 
that means other things can't be more important to us. Not not money <coughs> or running or food or any physical stuff. In fact, Calvin, I see that you're still carrying that bag around with you. Oh, I'm not. I'm not Andy. I think I put it down. Didn't oh I? yes, you are. Oh no, I'm not. Oh yes, you are. Oh no, I'm not. It's behind you. <laughs> Where? <laughs> here, Calvin. It's here. Come on. Oh. It's oh time Andy. to take it off. Why are you holding on to it for so long, anyway? But, yeah, but it, I just feel better with it. It's it's just special to me, and you know, I just feel a bit secure and safe, and life is better. And this is my special bag with my special stuff. Well, to get properly involved in our worship time today, you need to take it off and leave it behind. It's, it's stopping you from giving your everything. Why don't we have a look? Well, and sure. so why, let's just see why it is so important. What have you got inside oh, it? Oh, are you sure? Let's find out why it is so important to Calvin. What have we got in here then? Oh, some really special stuff, Andy. So first look up, we've got your certificate. Look at that. First class in piano. Well done. Step one. And that's yeah. important to you, is it? Well, it's just, you know, it's my achievement. You've got to make sure good, it's not the it? most important thing for uh, you, though, are you Calvin. Sure? Well, I think these things really matter in life, Andy. I'm not saying they don't matter. It just Look can't become your everything. That's my school report. Look at that, Andy. 78 in music. 78. And a 30 in French. Oh, we. Oui. We <laughs> very good. Not so good there, but well, yeah. Oh, there's no surprise if you've been to this church twice. You probably would have heard this before. There are any oh guesses? Andy. What's up next? Andy, there's not much more important in life, surely, than this. What Come is on. it, Calvin? You have to introduce everyone to it. Come on, new awesome shirt of the great West Brom. There we go. <laughs> now that. it might be important, but you can't let it become your everything. Okay. Oh. Uh, we've got a collection of CDs here. Some of these you've been involved in yourself? Uh, well, all of these, Andy. Look what I've achieved. I, I could have bought hundreds, you know, and it just makes me feel better, you know, secure in my achievements. I'm going to put them to one side, Calvin. You can't let them become the most important thing. And um, oh. we've got in here as well a phone. Well, you know, got to make sure my money's safe. And that's all unconnected and always able to check up my emails and Facebook and everything else. You know, just need to have it close by, Andy. Put Lay them aside as well, Calvin. They might be yeah. important to you, but you can't let them become the most important thing. To get properly involved, you need to be all in. You need to make sure other things don't take over, take first place. Stop that they don't stop you from allowing God to be your number one, from allowing us to worship him alone and to give him our everything. You see, God wants our everything in our worship. So you're saying I can't enjoy those things at all? Andy? I'm not saying you can't enjoy them. I'm saying you can't let them stop you from allowing God to be the one alone who gets our worship and allow them to become so important that they stop you from giving God your everything in the way that you live your life. And you see, God's people were warned about this in Deuteronomy chapter 6. They were warned that when things would go well in the future, they were told to be careful that you don't forget about me. Verse 12 says, to be careful you don't let other things become more important than me. There's a habit that God's people got into time and time again that we can see in the big Bible story, that they allowed other things to take the place of God in becoming the most important thing, to take the place in God in being the thing that they gave their attention, their focus, their worship to. The man in our video wasn't willing for it to be Jesus alone who he followed, who he worshipped. And he wasn't willing to give him his everything. The challenge at the start of 2022 is will we worship and love and serve God alone 
and will we give him our everything? Great, that's what we want to do. Don't we want to make God the one alone who gets our worship? We want to give him our everything. And that was the call that we've read about in this passage, a call to worship him and him alone and a call to give him our everything. A call to give him our everything. Now, I'm hoping that Calvin might have eventually um, dropped his bag and not have it, but I've got a suspicion that time and again he's going to keep coming back to it. In fact, here he is now. Oh, that was a good worship time, Andy. That was a good was worship good. time. It was, a bit, it was quite helpful, actually. I didn't have my bag on, did you see? Yeah. For the worship. Well, well done for taking that's it off, good. but you, you have picked it up again, haven't you? Yeah, but that's all. We've stopped singing now, so, you know, worship is over. I'll, I'll try putting it down again when we sing again. Next, I, I, next I, Sunday, maybe. I think you're missing the point, Calvin. We, we aren't just talking about worshipping in the moment. I know tomorrow is a bank holiday and things, but that doesn't actually really affect it for us, Calvin. When we make other things more important, they can stop us from fully living for God and loving him all the time. The words that we've read in Deuteronomy weren't just words that were read on a special occasion, like on the Sabbath. They were actually words that the Jewish people used to read daily in their homes. They were a key part of their life. These were words used each and every day, and they were to be lived out in the home and in public. This was a call to love God and live for him in the home. There's our third action. Join with me in making a little house a home. Okay. Verse 7 says to talk about them, these commands, with your children. When you sit down around the table or walk or drive along the street, when you lie down at the end of the day, and when you get up at the start of the day, didn't the Pitkins do a great job at modeling those words for us? But this was a key way to live this out was at the home. This was a call to love God and live for him in the home. Karen, I don't know if you've got kind of a theme that keeps coming up time and time again. Sometimes you just meet people that just like talking about the same thing time and time again. Has that ever happened in your house? Well, football gets a lot of talk at our house, that's for sure. That would be one thing. Minecraft with our boys as well and various other games they like to play. That's that definitely something. You might have your own thing you like coming back to. For me, people that know me well might hear about running or they might hear about fantasy football. Maybe it's gardening, your thing, or, or nature. All things that are good to be enjoyed, but they can sometimes become the main thing. Well, above all the lists of things we might love to talk about, Deuteronomy 6 tells us that the thing we should be kind of talking about and processing together is the Lord himself. At the heart of faith formation for God's people is the home. And so we're instructed to talk about the Lord together in our homes. This might be challenging for you if you're the only believer in your household or if you live on your own. But what does it look like for all of us, for those that we're in close community with, whether they're in our actual home or those we just do life with, those we're close to? Not just on a Sunday. I think I'm starting to get it, Andy, you think? So I we, think we maybe get you God should number one and get him into our homes. It's and probably time for the bag to come off again, Calvin, I think. Well, I'm going to give it a go, Andy. I do think I'm getting it this morning. I'm getting it. I'll put it down here. At the start of the new year, Ian, we want to think together, how can we do that? How can we do faith? How can we talk about the Lord together 
in our homes. Now that will look different for all of us, but it's something we need to do intentionally. And the start of a new year is a really helpful time to think about that together. Anything work well for you, Calvin? Well, there was something I was thinking of, Andy. You know, as a family, last year, we were having a great time, such a positive time, with this book here. It's called How Great Is Our God by Lou Giglio, and it's 100 indescribable devotions about God and science. And what was great about this is that our story time at the end of the day, or sometimes at meal times, uh, we would get it out, and there's like a, just a little section um, that you can do. It gives you an amazing fact about the world or about the universe. Um, um, something to look up and then there's some Bible verses or Bible passage and then a, a little prayer to pray together as well and it was so good you know it made such a difference Andy but we've stopped doing it you know our life gets busy and you get out of the pattern and the routine it's so easy to do that so I think we're going to resolve this new year 2022 to get back into this book and spending time together with God by using this so that's one thing we're going to try Great. One thing we've tried uh, recently, um, we've been doing the Adventures of Christmas, uh, a little family devotional we've done. And I know Christmas Day's passed, but we've still got a couple of days to go, as often might be the case uh, for you. That's been really helpful. Maybe you've got some helpful ideas of what you're doing individually, maybe what you've done as a household. Maybe you might just want to drop some ideas on our blog and a comment there just to give some others some ideas. Uh, I've just started, I'm going to try this year to uh, read the Bible in a year. I'm using the Bible Project reading plan that's got some really helpful videos as well. I know there's lots of other helpful reading plans. But what we want to be thinking about at the start of this year is the call to love God alone with all that we have and to live that out in our homes, thinking intentionally how we make time, make space, have helpful rhythms in our life that help us to love God and to put him at the center of our home life. I said there were four little actions. So, so far, Calvin, can you remember them? What are yeah, they? Yeah, so... Started with the second one. Good place to start. <laughs> Everything, yeah. <laughs> Live for God alone. Worship him alone, yep. With everything. With everything. In the in home. In the home. And finally, this is a call to love God and live for him in public. We're going to draw a little line here. Sometimes in our church, we talk about our front line, the place where we spend a lot of our time where we come into touch, in contact with those who don't yet know and love Jesus. Now, we think that Israelites literally wrote some of these things, these key phrases, key verses down. They tied them as symbols in key places on their heads, on doorposts, their home, or on gates, city gates in public places. Um, they could have been a bit like this. Thanks, Kelvin. A bit for like that one. this here one here. What do you think about that? Uh, I've seen some pictures done a bit research. It didn't look quite like that, but I love that one. That's Might better read it at home if you can't. It says, love the Lord your God. Maybe I'll wear this out and about in town. What do you think, Andy? Brilliant. People aren't going to miss it there. Good conversation starter. But these verses clearly had something public about them. There's a call here to go public with our faith. As we think about loving God and living for him alone with everything we have in our homes, we also think about how we can do that on our front lines. I wonder what that is for you. I wonder how you can do that. Maybe it's having courage to share a story, to tell people that you're a follower of Jesus. Maybe it's an attitude you want to have. Maybe it's a prayer, God, use me, help me to go public in my school this year, in my college, uh, university, in my neighborhood, in my 
workplace, whether that's working at home or physically with others. Maybe that's going public about your faith in your family context as well. This is the call that we see in these words in Deuteronomy 6. So in 2022, let's live for God alone. Let's love him with everything that we have. Let's do that in the context of our homes and let's do that on our front lines. Thank you, Andy. We're going to pray now, and it would be great to pray uh, about those things we've been thinking about, and thinking about the home again, and the household and family, but also close friends, not necessarily in our home. We're going to use our hand to pray. Uh, you want, might want to hold out your hand. You've got five fingers there. I'm just going to take a moment to think about five people. I'll take my hat off for the moment. There we go. And we're going to think about five different people this could be a friend. It could be someone you're with right now in the room that you're in. Somebody you'd like to really bring to God this morning. It could be a close friend, a work colleague, a neighbour. Number one, think of that person now. Number two, we pray for that second person. Number three, a third person you want to remember. Number four. Who's in your mind as you pray? A fifth person, number five. Lord, we pray your comfort, your blessing, your presence for all these names we have brought before you with our hands this morning. And we're going to close our fists together as a sign of our agreement as we say Amen. 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 Secondly, we're going to pray for God's help as we seek to live for him on our front lines. And I'm going to invite you just to, in a prayerful way, just to very slowly draw your front line. Remember, a front line is a way of describing the place that we come into contact with those that don't yet know Jesus. For some of you, that might be your family, might be your school, or your college, or your workplace, or your neighborhood, or a club or activity you're part of. And as we draw the line, just in a moment of silence, I just want to invite you to ask God for his help to go public with your faith this year. So let's do that now. We'll slowly draw a line. Lord, for all the places that we have drawn, we pray that you give us courage to live for you, to go public with our faith. Thank you, Jesus, that you're the light of the world, that we've celebrated, that we've remembered at Christmas. And we thank you that you said to your disciples and you say to us as well that we are the light of the world and we can let our lights shine for you, Lord Jesus. We pray together in the name of Jesus. Amen.